Tonight's podcast is brought to you by the newest episode of television's most fashionable sexual predator, Jerry McGrundle. Oh, diddle, diddle, here he comes again. Blessed kids around the bend, oh. It's Jerry McGrundle. He spells doom He's gonna fuck you with broom Oh It's Jerry McGrundle Sam's pretty cool. Can't go within a mile of a school. Oh, it's Jared McCrondon. another week of the Gold Gamers Podcast. Yes, it is. I was kind of caught off guard just then because we're doing things, having to do things a little different this week. Yeah, that's partially, actually it's 100% my fault, not partially my fault. It oh, is diddle diddle. Diddle diddle. Um, I was diddling around with my virtual pinball machine, uh, trying to figure out how to hook it up to my base without, with it, with the same volume levels as um, the other pinball machines. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure I left... One of my connectors inside that cab, and it's not out here, and I'm way too sauced to go hunting for it. So, it's okay. Yeah. We're having to post-edit in everything. Yeah. So, um, we are going to do a music segment, but we're not going to put in our usual You're comments. You're not going to hear and, our beautiful voices tainting. Yes. Music. You actually get an actual music segment. I'm wow. That's Brandon. Hey, go fuck yourself. Go diddle yourself. Go diddle yourself. Diddle, diddle. I, I think that's going to be one of my favorite skits so far. I I know we just literally created it like um, uh, fucking three minutes ago. 
But it's stuck in my head. It's stuck in mine. And it's not a song it's you catchy. really want. You, know, you got to explain little. to somebody, but what are you doing? You're like, I'm singing the theme song to a show about a child molester is stuck in my head. And they're like, is it Nightmare on Home Street? And I'm like, no. It's uh, Jerry McGrundle. It's the best new show on Channel 6. Jerry McGrundle fucking rules. <laughs> well, it's a... Uh, What's the deal about nanny cams? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean there's an age of statutory consent? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. What do you mean I gotta tell everybody of the neighborhood I'm moving there? What do you mean I might get fucked to death with a mop handle in prison? Jerry McGrundle. The dirge of society. Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, we're the Good Old Gamers Podcast. It's February 15th. This is the day after Valen. After Grundle Day. <laughs> Grundle Day. I hope everybody. Had to get grundling. I hope everybody um got him a box of chocolate. Some flowers and good old diddling. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get a Dylan, I hope you got drunk and cut your wrist. I ain't gonna lie, I'm uh, nah. I'm doing pretty shitty right now because I'm running off about three hours of sleep, two shots of rum, and one blowjob. So I'm pretty run ragged here. More than, I mean, <laughs> are, are you run ragged or are you just overexerted with celebration? I mean, all of the above. I mean, shit, all of the above, man. Okay. I had to go do some like, job training today for a job I already had, but they changed owners, uh, so things changed. So, so the people want you to do it how they want you to do it now. Yeah, but it's going to come with like the people who bought this place own other places, so like uh, it's going to come with opportunity to go to these other places and work extra and give more money. Hey, that's cool. I like money. Yeah, I can't wait till you get enough to buy me a pinball machine. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I've been looking like I'm uh, I'm saving right now and I'm waiting on my taxes to come back. But I found some reasonable ones for like two grand that are pretty cool. Fuck yeah. There's a guy in Birmingham. Uh, he wanted 2500 but he's got like almost completely redone. Uh, is it Gorgar? Gorgar. Oh, that'd be awesome if you got Gorgar. That's on my list of like if I had the room... I would have Gorgar. See, I, it's like I'm, the best old pen. I think. And I'm down for an older one like that. Like honestly, man, if I could find a, as much as I hate the fucking band, like the old Kiss pinball machine, I, I fucking dig the shit out of it. Yeah, but in the same sense, I still want something that moves like lightning quick because yeah. I want to. Which I know there's different fucking tacks and playing like the older pins to. I know there's different skill sets to you know busting the pins on the older one as the busting the pins on the new one you know like, I, I think something like a late 80s to 90s one would would, would be good middle ground something yeah. like an f14 tomcat or a getaway yeah, dude, the getaway is for i love the getaway that yeah. shit's fantastic yeah, it is and i mean it's not one of those like that i don't think they're not going to be as sought after as like a fucking brand name Adam's IP, family you know, or something yeah or Terminator. I seen a Terminator 2. Uh, it was 
a little bit further up north, like toward Indiana, they were wanting three grand for it. That's not and bad. And it was like it was complete, one hundred percent working. Every now and then, I see um, a John and Mnemonic come up for you know two, three grand, which but I haven't really played John and Mnemonic more than like a couple times. To my understanding, it's pretty uh, harshly regarded in the pinball community, so I don't know if it'd be a good one to own. Dude, I would really like to try to find a Sega Twister pinball yeah. machine because Twister was actually really fun. Rescue 911. Rescue 911. That's the one. That's where, got the helicopter magnet. Then, okay, yeah, that's right. That one's fucking cool. Yeah. The, um, I w- man, if I could find a fucking bride of Pinbot or something. Oh, my God, oh. yeah. Oh. Which. Oh. I know our buddy Juice, his old lady gave him the go-ahead on a Bride of Pinbot. Really? Um, but the thing is, you got to find a Bride of Pinbot. Yeah, and not pay. Which, I mean, one like that still, though. A good I condition Bride of Pinbot is like five to six grand. Mm. It's a little steep, but like it's not like Adam's Family steep. Yeah. Well, what's Adam's Family going for now? T- depending on the edition and the condition... 10 to 14 for the original. How funny is that, too? Because that is the best selling pinball table of yes, all time. Exactly. So, therefore, it should be the, the least most plentiful yes. of all time. But everybody that has them keeps them. I mean, Adam's family is a fucking great pinball it's great. table. Like, um, I ain't gonna lie, though. I've been still rocking Godzilla, and I could straight up trade Godzilla for Adam's family, and I won't. Um, I think it's my favorite pinball machine. Is I think I like it's it. Is Godzilla? Yes. Dude, Godzilla is so much fucking fun. I think I like, like it better than Medieval Madness. I think I like it better than Attack from Mars and the Adams Family. Uh, so far, it, it is my number one favorite pinball. And I, as much as I love Iron Maiden, I never could have said that about Iron Maiden. Like after I bought Iron Maiden, some random bitch bag came up to me and said, "Hey, I'll give you Adams Family for that." I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, let's do that right now." Yeah, um, Godzilla. I'd be like, eh, I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe if you got Adam's family and that baseball one and yeah. something else, like. But I, dude, that's one thing I've noticed though is like, I mean, the majority of the pinball I get to play is over here, but like, I still, anytime we go anywhere and play new pinball tables, that one, honest to God, that Godzilla's been one of my most favorite ones to play. I know. If, and you know me, if I had it to go over right now and somebody was like, we will give you a Godzilla or a Ghostbusters table, I'd probably take the Godzilla. Ooh, that's saying something. And that is. That's saying something. Because I fucking love Ghostbusters, but at the same time, Ghostbusters is very fucking unfair. Like, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I mean, the, uh, the, the center on that thing is a mile wide. That shit drains so fucking easy. And if you got the, if you got the premium or collector's. You got the magnetic bumpers that really and fuck you over. I hate that. I, I do too. Fucking I hate, hate it that. too. That is almost that. That is a hundred percent a deal. If I had the money to fucking buy the the pro versus the premium, the premium is the one with it. Yeah, premium and LE have, have the magnetic. Okay, yeah, I would much rather pro have the fucking the pro has the rubber bumpers. I would much rather have the pro because that shit. It's it so unfair because yes. it literally it it is it is built to fucking sling that bitch down that middle aisle, knowing there ain't 
fuck all you can do about this. Yeah. You can shake the table, but like, and, and it's see, a mile wide between them flippers. Well, though. and two, that's the that's an and I mean I could have it set up. Fuck, I may not have said that. I would aesthetically. I would rather have the Ghostbusters just because it would go with the feng shui of my other shit. Right. But as a playing, if something that I'm spending that much money on, I need something that I get to play out of too because the whole point is to make yourself better. Yeah. And Godzilla is more fun to play than Ghostbusters. Hands yeah. down. Hands and fucking And you, you gotta down. get like the depth of the rules and stuff. Um, I have not yet got bored with Godzilla. I'm a little bored of Iron Maiden, and that's not to shit on Iron Maiden. I put a lot of time in Iron Maiden. You put a lot, a lot of time in any game, you get a little bored of it. Oh yeah, I, I've got Iron Maiden figured out. Even if I haven't done everything, like I know you still know what the fuck you need to do to get. Yes, Godzilla still got me kind of on the ropes, like trying to figure out this and that. Well, two and it, like there's so many modes and yes. that shit that. And, and it, with the latest code updates, it's even better. It's only getting better with time. And it's pretty, it's fair, too. Yes, like, it is. I mean, I'm not particularly great at pinball, but I've put some kind of decent numbers on there mm-hmm. playing it. Now, I will say, when I went to Gallenberg last weekend, that's the first time I've seen a Godzilla in the wild, and they have the exact one you do. Man, let me tell you, I didn't play for shit. I don't know if it's because it was they had bay doors up and it was fucking thirty degrees and I'm standing there trying to play it or my just my magic. They might have also had the um, all the guideposts taken out. Something to watch for Um, makes you drain quicker. It's also you know the quote unquote tournament settings. Yeah, but unless you're fucking Keith Elwin, you ain't you ain't you ain't rocking that shit. I got my guidepost set on the. The, on baby settings, I got mine on sound like kitty gutter ball settings almost. You know, the the furthest end they can be, because I love myself. I don't I don't hate life that much. What's one of things? Whoo, uh, whoo! I took my breath. Yeah, dude, that wild turkey. I'm drinking some uh, wild turkey bourbon. I'm a uh, drinking a little little Simo out of my brand new Godzilla coffee mug. Y'all be. Y'all would be proud. It's, I feel like, dude, that is a sick mug. It's pretty good. Books million, fifteen dollars. I'm really waiting on you to go get you a badass Godzilla, make a Godzilla half sleeve or something. I want to. I need to lose more weight though. I want to wait till I map my target weight so it doesn't get distorted and disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like he's like, why is he oblong? <laughs> I get it, but you you should. That'd be yeah, dope. I gotta get me a Godzilla tat. Need a big one. Yeah. Look rad as fuck. Kind of jealous of our buddy Juice's girlfriend. She's got a Godzilla tat on one of your arms, and he's like stepping on a church, like <laughs> a blown shit down with his radiation. I'm kind of jealous of Juice's fucking Jim Jones Kool Aid man. That is like the yeah. most badass thing <laughs> I've cool. ever seen. That's. Pretty. The only thing I could think of that'd be better, and Juice, if you're listening, you should get this on he the other listening. side. Well, he ain't. But I should tell him, but you need, since you got Jim Jones Kool-Aid, man, you need to get a Gacy chicken leg hopping out of a KFC bucket. Like, Hell yeah. It's just like a fucking, or it's just a fried chicken with his face on the breast. That'd be fucking we eerie. We gotta get him on here sometime. I tried the other night when uh, he was on Discord, but we got a. Um, we're gonna have another guest soon. I know. Um, 
founding shitbird, one of the, and, and for you new listeners, you may not know this, but the good old gamers used to be three people, yeah. but we decided it'd be better for two and we killed and eat the other guy. Yep. And conveniently through the powers of resurrection, he has returned and he wants to come do an episode with us. So. I apologize for all my phone noises, but I am on call technically. Probably shouldn't talk about the drinking part. Um, but yeah, they ignore that. I can't turn it off. Every notification comes through. That's exactly what a person that comes to the hospital spurting blood out of their head, they're going to say, I can't turn it off. Yes. <laughs> that spigot is burst. But um, yeah, I'm going to get me a pinball. I was, man, I was thinking about doing the virtual thing. To me, it vir- just, a virtual pinball is a most excellent second machine. I would have the virtual pinball like you had, like set up like you do after I had one, yeah, the real one, like yeah. you did, and yes. you know because as badass as that is, and how you can put everything on it, just that that you cannot be physics, physics, like yeah, and that's why because I'm I'm all serious and i'm all in for putting a good old pinball team together i want to but i want to have one that way i'm able to practice yeah you know because i've i've dude i've google searched everything i've looked in coleman decatur everywhere just anywhere that might have a fucking lone pinball machine where i'm just like fucking i can get off and i ain't gotta drive 35 45 minutes away but there's a bar in birmingham now called mom's basement and it's a bar that is literally set up like a basement out of the 80s. It's just couches and chairs, but they have a whole fucking wall of pinball. And on Tuesday nights, it's free pinball night. Oh, fuck yeah. That's interesting. And they're open at like 2 in the morning. On and got Tuesday junk nights? Food. Yeah. Dude, so I'm down. I'm thinking about having to maybe take off work on a Wednesday and let's go down there and just drink some beer, eat some food. Speaking some of, pinball. let me pull up the old calendar and double check. I'll say this on air because I will throw out this invite to anybody listening even though I doubt anybody listens local enough to matter. Um, if not, drive here. We'll Drive we'll, here. We'll you're you welcome. Up. If you're listening to my voice, you're invited. Uh, March 12th. It's Saturday. Fuck yes. Pinball and booze. I will fucking be here. Because I'm taking off the 13th to sleep in. Honestly, I'm probably going to sleep in my car here. If Hannah comes with me, we've got a mattress we can put in the bed of her Jeep with a fan. Nice. going to do that. Because I plan on staying up and getting drunk and busting some pins. Fuck yeah, man. I think. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, I even got to looking at that the attack from Mars, like fucking Arcade 1-Up. It ain't bad. It'd be cool to just have for shits and giggles, but then again, it's like $800 fucking dollars yeah. for that thing. And I'm and like, you're literally... That's about a third of a real pin. Well... Even even in a stretch, you could prob I could probably find a pinball machine, and I'm not saying I won't. If I could find one for fifteen hundred, I'd be cool well, with it. That that place nearby at the bottom of the hill with those real beat up pinballs. What they a thousand? Oh, the uh, the thrift store. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They sold both that, of them. Oh, really? Uh, so sorry for that guy. It was probably some doctor fucking Coleman who just yeah, it's like, like yeah, it sounds good to have pinball um, 
pinballs in my basement and hadn't knew nothing about it. Well, it's probably somebody that bought it too without the intention of playing it. They're like, this would just look really yeah. cool in my yeah, home. Yeah, that's true. It's like the it's same like the goddamn same. person that spends $40,000 on a fucking piano. I'm like, are you a pianist? I don't know how to play. It's the same assholes uh, who have driven up uh, anvil prices because, you know, I, I do a little blacksmith in, in my... Son of a bitch. In my side time assholes buying anvils for no other reason than like yard decorations you motherfucks i hate you yeah that's shit i mean that's like people buying the like people are getting the big cast iron like pots and shit yeah and i mean my grandma used to do this but like she put flower shit in hers i've seen people are just like getting them and decorating them with like random shit now especially old ones and i'm like you can't go buy no, that's like. I mean, you can go buy a new one, but like an ancient one, like that just goes by. Everything's vintage now. Yeah, don't you know everything's? Or vintage? being being poor is cool now, because what yeah. other choice do you have to buy? <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> then you, being poor now costs money. Yeah, that's true. Um, because you, this is the same thing in nineteen ninety fucking six. If you had a Dallas Cowboys hat made out of a fucking tire, you were a loser, piece of trash, asshole with warts on your elbows. Now you're, you're an upper a, class. You're man. a god. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, that's it. I, I wish to God, like I, I had the foresight and the money back then. Like, like again, anvils. I could have bought a three hundred pound anvil for twenty dollars off most people because because blacksmithing. Was it shit? Like it was, it was outdated, outclassed by machining, and by all rights, yeah, it deserved to be. Because in a modern world, it has very little use besides like farrier work. Yeah. But then this piece of shit show called Forged and Fire comes along, drives up the price of it. Because I'm in in a number of groups on Facebook, the beginner blacksmiths and stuff. I got into blacksmithing because I used to be a machinist. You know, machinists kind of took over the blacksmithing profession. And since I used to be a machinist, I kind of miss making things. Well, I grew I got up on out a farm it. and they yeah. had a fucking small forge well, at the farm. I grew right. Up on. Yeah. Cause like, farm farmers needed to fix tools. That shit's always interested me. Yeah. They, they farmers needed to fix tools. They needed to, to, to shoe horses. I mean, it was an invaluable tool to farmers. Um, but forest and fucking fire comes along and now everyone's got to make knives. That is the most boring, shittiest thing to make in the world to me. Because it is 10% forging and 90% grinding. Yeah. Fuck that. You know how nasty, disgusting, and miserable grinding is? One of the reasons I got out of machining. I don't want to deal with fucking metal dust all up in my nose and my lungs. Fuck that. But that's what... Well, it's just like it's like everything like that. Just like with the video games and the thrift store shit. I, you, I, there's so many finds like within 10, 12 years ago, you go to the thrift store. And it's not just video games. It's CDs, yes. games, furniture, anything. It was fucking cheap. It was at the thrift store. You were looked at like a fucking piece of you shit for shopping at a thrift store. Dude, yeah. I can't tell you. Well, I, I swear, swear to God, dude. Full truth. I was uh, having some uh, lewd crotch communications with a doctor's daughter here, here in Coleman, and went genetic information was shared, uh, unfortunately, 
And I went to the fucking old Salvation Army. And Hannah, please do not rip my dick off and cast it into the river. At least not without recording it. I've already done it. Um, you, I went to the fucking Salvation Army and run into her and some other girls. They seen me fucking get out of my car and going in. And the first thing she said to me, she's like, why are you shopping here? I'm like, it's their store. You can find all kinds of cool shit in here and it's cheap. And she's just like, Ooh, and wouldn't come in. I was like, you want to you come in? She's like, no. I'm okay. Too good for her. And all this shit. And now it's posh to go into the yeah, thrift store. And the thrift store costs as fucking much as the Dollar General or the goddamn Walmart does yeah, now. Yeah, it does. Because of shows like that, everybody's like, oh, it's not trash. It's vintage. Yep. It's, ah. Oh. That's like one of those things that were nostalgia. As much as I love nostalgia and our shit is driven off nostalgia, nostalgia, as I'm getting older... Is a fucking bad thing. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It's I, I recently rewatched Watchmen. One quote in there that never stood out to me till now. You know, I watched it just like maybe a week ago. It was um, the Silk Spectre's mother talking about the um, about the comedian. How you know the, her daughter's like how how can you say that about Eddie when he raped you and blah blah blah. She's like, darling, at my age. Every day of the past looks a little bit brighter, and the future looks a little bit dimmer. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god! Well, that's so fucking relevant to me now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that's. And I'm only thirty five. <laughs> something. The one way I've thought about it, like you know, nostalgia being a bad thing, is because you always get nostalgic when you remember good shit. Yeah. Like you remember a certain feeling, a certain smell, a certain anything, and Every it makes time. you harken back to that moment when shit was good. So all you're doing is realizing that shit is shit. And at one point in time, it felt good. Yeah. Like it, that's it's the bad weird part in of my it, case. You know? like, like, I had a lot of shitty points in my childhood, but like even just the brief moments between the shitty points, you remember that shit fondly. Um, I think when I see train tracks, I think of two things. One time when me, my older sister, and one of my neighbors almost derailed a train <laughs> by putting <laughs> shit on there. Uh, it scared the living shit out of me. But like we, we started off like, oh, let's put some pennies on here. Okay. And it's the middle of the night, too. We'll put some pennies on here. Okay. Let's put some, let's put some sticks on here. Let's uh, put a Volkswagen Beetle on here. Yeah, we're, we're putting boulders on here and shit, and this train comes by and hits it, and it, the whole fucking train's wobbling. I just remember running through these woods as fast as I fucking can. <laughs> certain that this train's about to fall over on me. Your sister's just running through the woods going, Outlook! Outlook! <laughs> Sorry. But the other memory, Final Fantasy VI. You know what I'm talking about? Sabin. Yeah. Suplexing that fucking phantom train. Yeah. <laughs> Which is now actually yeah. relevant because I saw that um I saw a preview of the Final Fantasy VI Remaster Squares doing and they showed you can still even suplex a phantom train in this. And then when you watch it, the train doesn't turn upside down, it just goes up and down. Like in the original, the train fucking turned upside down. He suplexed the goddamn train. Yeah. That's probably... It's, it's more PC to do it the new way. I guess. Square. Maybe that, that train probably identifies as a female, and you can't have male and female violence. Square don't want to... Um, 
square it's, to one. It's one of my away. favorite fucking co- web comics of all time. It shows like the party of three from Final Fantasy VI. One of the parties of three you could possibly get. There's a number of them. And for, off, you, for you fucking idiots, by the way, FF3. that's Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo in America. Well, it shows them like it, this web comic. First panel shows them facing off against a train. The second, second uh, panel, it's just shows it's like a side by side of you Saban in the train, and it has like the little attack menu, and it says suplex is what it's selected, <laughs> and one of the other guys is beside him saying. Dude, are you fucking serious? And the next panel is just like close up of Saban's face. Is like, dude, I'm motherfucking Saban. Of course I'm serious. <laughs> then he suplexing the train in the fourth panel. Hell yeah. <laughs> dude, well, honestly, that's one that deserves the Final Fantasy VII treatment, too. Yeah. The FF6, I think, is hands down the best Final Fantasy. See, I never played through it all the way, and I've, I've had it forever, and like. Josh straight up told me, he was like, because I had it. He was like, you got Final Fantasy 3? And I'm like, yeah. Never really played through it. I have I got about an hour in and just kind of gave up. And he was like, you've got to finish this. This is the best yes. fucking one. And I'm ashamed to say, I've only actually beaten it through and through once. Um, because it's a long-ass game. And it's just, to me, it, it didn't... Because I got a couple of yearly playthroughs like yeah. Earthbound, Mario 64, Chrono Trigger, and it just didn't quite reach that pinnacle. But um, I can say objectively, it's better, better than 7. 7 stuck out more to me because it was like the first 3D RPG. You know, and it, to, to a lot of people, it was that. Man, plus I had Tifa. Well, I mean, the big reason, old jubbly Jews. And I know. Big, I, old, big old flopping boobies. I know Final Fantasy 2 and 3 did, but I wasn't big in RPGs when I was young. Well, I, Zelda. Zelda was like my precedent for RPGs, but it's not like. It's an RPG of a different. Action RPG. Genre, yes, it's an ARPG. So the PlayStation era, and I, I mean, I've been a gamer since fucking NES, but. The PlayStation era is when I really started getting involved and paying attention to storylines and games. Yeah. Even though I know Final Fantasy 2 and 3 had it, it was still just like, well, it was, didn't involve me. But like that I, cinematic feel of Final Fantasy 7, because it got me, that was the first game I had on PlayStation A. So yeah, I had the fucking, but like that and uh, the main one I think that finally got me where I was just like get involved in the universe fucking Metal Gear like Metal yeah. Gear Solid was like that was life changing for me as video games goes I'm like fuck this is like watching a movie you're playing well the evolution of RPGs over time really was leaps and bounds for those first few generations because you had like on the um, on the Odyssey 2 is a game I've it's still kind of on my to get list Legend of the Rings or is it Legend of the Rings? Something like that. I'm too drunk to, to remember. It's, it's basically Lord of the Rings knockoff, but it's basically D&D. Lord the, of the Bracelets. It's basically D&D for the Odyssey 2. So, like, you had a DM who would, like, read you the story and, and, and walk you through the story, um, but on but you would, like, advance through dungeons on the actual Odyssey 2 console. Yeah. And it was, like, a it's pretty pretty big big deal for its time then you get to nes and you got things like zelda which is probably the most well zelda and like uh uh crystallis and a few others well like, i got real big in on on nes uh, like shit like maniac mansion 
I used yeah. to play the fuck yeah. out of that. And that's, I mean, that's kind of, it's got a loose storyline yeah. and it's somewhat cinematic because you got cutscenes yeah. and all that shit. And you got, yeah, Crystallis, you got, um, there's something else. You got Maniac Mansion, a few others that, that was on the tip of my tongue there. Uh, of course, Ninja Zelda. Gaiden. It's got cutscenes and, or, well, we're talking about RPGs, but. Yeah. Um, um, which Dragon I, Warriors. I hate Dragon Warrior. Um, yeah, I wasn't ever a big Dragon Warrior person. Um, not really much more on the American side of the NES. No, the first Final Fantasy. Um, which is the first Final Fantasy? I'm gonna I'm gonna be burning on the cross for this first Final Fantasy sucked. The second one sucked too. I mean, they were okay for their time. They're, yeah, they're okay, but like it was the last ditch effort. So yeah. They were the Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 2 and 3 here, which was... Okay, Final Fantasy 2 on Super Nintendo was 4. Yes. 5 didn't get released here, and then 6 is 3. I'm going to have to pause this and piss. Oh! ho Alright, we're back. I got Welcome. I got an interesting piss story. <laughs> These always start out good. Well, okay, I went to the bathroom, and the old lady's in there, and I could. I had two choices there. Go all the way over to my second bathroom and piss, or just go walk outside the porch and piss. Of course. So the porch is closer. What do you think I went with? The, hopefully the porch, being porch. that we live in Alabama and yeah. you can pee outside. Anyway. Well, yeah, there and I whip her out and start pissing. I notice Uh-oh. the neighbor behind me is just sitting there. He's he's got a nat- natty light in his hand, just like leaning on the fence watching me. And I just said, I just nodded my head, said "Hey," and he just nodded his back, head head back, and just kept watching me. And I just pissed and <laughs> came inside. I would have loved it if he went and he just he looks over and goes, "Hey neighbor, I need to holler at you, man." Goes, hey neighbor, I just want to take a nice dick. <laughs> <laughs> would you Would you be offended if you're like? Would you you go about this? That'd be the way. first time anyone's complimented if, my dick. Well, so, like, see, your mind might be blown. It could go one three ways. It come over and be like, "Hey, neighbor, nice dick." You could be like, "Oh, get the fuck out of here! Don't look at my dick." Or you can be like, weirdly, you know, huh? Thanks. Or you can be like, huh, "I know, right? Pick this up down there at Lowe's for about thirty nine nine nine. It could go either way. I can't say nothing. I got real drunk at a bowling alley one time. Let's talk about some white trash stories here. Yeah. I got real good and drunk at a bowling alley. And this is probably fucking 15 years ago. I got real good and shit hammered. And I ended up stealing a bowling ball in my bowling shoes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I went and got my shoes. Instead of putting them on, I was like, I think I ought to keep these. And my friend Wes just takes a bowling ball, rolls up his shirt, and he goes, I think I'm going to keep this. Let's go. And we just fucking walked out the door. So you, you left them in your own shoes? Is that No, right? I, I had my shoes in okay. my hand, but I was still wearing okay, the bowling shoes. Okay, because typically you give them your shoes. No. I went... You What you do at the Decatur one at the time is you go and, like, you would check out a pair of shoes, and they would just give them to you, but you oh, have, okay. like like little shoe things on the side by where you bowled. Oh. And all I did was I just had those on. I just went and got mine out and just walked straight to the car. <laughs> Wes took a bowling ball and like, like a pregnant bitch like walking across there. And we left. 
Just see the real Chad move would have been to put it in his underwear. So it was like he's <laughs> toting around a massive shit. Hey, what the what the fuck's in there? But oh fuck you, that's all me. That's all me, baby. But we leave, and I've got a piss, and I don't remember what road it was because I was about blackout drunk. But they pulled over on this road, and I just remember pissing, and this fucking car goes creeping by up to the like flying, creeping. And they like, and it could have been a cop, and I, I didn't think about it, and all I remember is looking over in this car, and there's people in this car looking at me, and he's honking. I go, look at my dick. <laughs> And like the people I was riding with were like, get the goddamn car, we're going to jail. <laughs> they got the car and ended up getting home and they told me about the next morning. You gotta piss, you gotta piss, Dude, man. that's, you gotta, sometimes you gotta pee. I have been in dire straits before and been going somewhere and just like a girl. I'm like, you gotta pull over. Like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna piss in your fucking floorboard, you better pull over. And get out and just like wherever you're at. They're like, that's a church. I'm like, even more. Oh. The piss couldn't have flowed out of me fast enough. It's going to be a holy piss right here, baby. Yeah. It's better than a holy shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a fucking leap, man. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. So, yeah, RPGs have evolved yeah. over the years. Yeah. Started off like Legend of the Rings. Did you see all that shit about Earthbound? So they put Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings on the Switch shop. Yes. And Nintendo, like the original Earthbound Player's Guide that come with the game, they e-print or e-put the whole fucking Player's Guide on the internet. Yeah. And shit. So I'm thinking about downloading a fucking PDF of it so I can actually fucking finally... I'm going to beat goddamn Earthbound. I'm going to get that. I miss you. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that at one point in my life. And I'm trying. I just, I suck at grinding on RPGs. I just suck at RPGs, period. You give me like a Metal Gear game where I got to sharpshoot somebody and fucking walk around in a box. By God, I'm awesome. (laughs) You know? The, uh, the post, um, I guess you say post-mortem popularity of Earthbound kind of pisses me off still, though. I feel like people do to Earthbound like they do to Hum, my favorite band, because Hum released their last album in 98, and when they released that fucking surprise album, everybody on the goddamn planet All of a sudden, they're lifelong. They're all, yeah, and I'm like, you're a fucking ass chapel butt fuckers like as soon as earthbound started getting traction on like aftermarket sales people were like oh i've loved earthbound since 1992 i'm like um buddy i'm not sure you know about this but um it came out in 95 yeah right think so oh yeah somewhere around there it's just that's how people do man like you don't ever it's just like the whole thing with a dead fucking celebrity i was gonna say it's the nirvana effect meatloaf died everybody's like okay and i mean i did like some of meatloaf shit don't get me wrong but i'm not making a post about it because i'm not a big enough meatloaf fan to like be like oh he's dead you know oh speaking of dead celebrities something i do want to say and this this bothered me yesterday a little bit I, I like kind of got hit a little bit by this, and I found out he died on the twelfth. But they didn't announce it till yesterday. But rest in peace, Mister Ivan Rotman. Like, god damn, that hurts. Pepper on him, sir. 
fuck that hurts man because it was due to him that ghostbusters afterlife got made i mean yeah. jason rotman and he he gave his blessing for it and helped with it but at the same time i kind of feel like ivan rotman even though that will not be named happened he still kind of kept that shit like now how old was he when he died 75, 75. they okay. said it was just unexpected he just randomly yeah. died in his sleep lucky bastard yeah seriously <laughs> like, uh, but that's not a bad age to go no, I mean you've you've experienced quite a time, you know. You've been around long enough, and not so long enough that you like really suffered the end of humanity. And two, you know, you think about Ivan Ryman, he accomplished a lot of cool shit. I mean, he's like a fucking forefather of comedy. Not, you know, I love then, him. I love him for hold Ghostbusters. On, hold on, hold. We're halfway there, Law. We're halfway there. Well, you know, I will be happy if I make it there. At this point. <laughs> I have put some miles and some fucking tags of ruin on this old Cadillac. Yeah. Uh, this thing's been rode hard and put up wet a couple times. <laughs> like, I, my, sometimes my morbid. I say that and I'm like 36. And I'm like, let me swill some more whiskey out of this pint. I've only been doing this for fucking 20 years and now. Sometimes I'm, my mor- morbid sense of humor seeps out at work. I try to keep it in rain. Because it's not appropriate, but sometimes it does. So this girl came back from trying to get a patient. She's like, this patient was just telling me that they wanted to die. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I was just thinking, just tell them, buddy, if you're just now wishing for this, it's too late. <laughs> no shit. I've been in line for a long fucking time and it ain't happened. Well, do they, okay, do they have a term for somebody that's scared to die but not scared to die? You know what I mean? Like, I think my whole, my whole fear of death, I think, honestly, is the fear of incomplete shit. And it, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know if this is the same as what you're talking about. I think every single person on earth, Except for certain psychotic, like mentally ill people, everybody, because it's biologically imprinted in us, everybody fears the process of dying. Dying is scary. What's the anybody end? who says that they're not afraid of dying is full of shit or hasn't really thought about it. But death, I'm not afraid of. Death itself isn't, but it's the process leading yes. up to death. Because to me. I see the the universe has been around for around 14 billion years, give or take. Um, and that might change a lot with our understanding of science, but still, it's in the billions of years. It's a long fucking time. The way I see it, for 99.999% of the time, I've already been dead. Easiest fucking thing I ever did. Yeah, so I'm not afraid of the time scale thing. We are a fucking fraction of a piece of sand. We are a, that's an, an ocean that has dropped. It's like somebody told me, he's like, you're a fraction of this that goes into a cup, that goes into a bucket, that gets thrown in this, that ultimately it's an ocean that gets thrown into space and then thrown into a greater beyond yeah, after We that. are even an eye blink on the cosmic scale of time. So in that sense, I'm not afraid of death. But I've already done it once. I can do it again. Uh, it's the easiest thing I ever did. But dying, on the other hand, all another fucking story. And as much as I would like to be like, oh, I'm manly, ain't afraid of dying, I'm afraid of dying. And anybody who tells you different is either lying or hasn't thought about it. Or they're mentally ill. I think it's just that fucking, that but, knowing of a certain... An end. 
an inevitable end. That dread, yeah, I get it. Because that's where a lot of my depression and shit comes from. I'm a hypochondriac, bad. And it's to the point where I'm too chicken shit to go to a doctor. Because you don't want to get an I answer. Just, I just... You'd rather put your ha- head in the stupid, sand. Is that stupid, though? No, like to- no. You'd rather put your head in the sand and live life happily, or as happily as life can be lived, rather than... And I hate it because it drives me nuts, but yeah. at the same time, I don't do shit about it. So, uh, yeah. and I'm the kind of person too where I I'm like, it. well, if something does happen, it's my fault for being a fucking idiot, you know? I see, I see all. Well, we've taken a of, real dark goddamn turn here. But this is shit I, I worry about on a daily basis, you know? And I'm to the point now, I mean, fuck. We're in our mid thirties. It is a good We're time to start there. questioning fucking more. T- Why'd you have to say that, Brandon? God damn it! <laughs> like, but I mean, we are. Yeah, because I'm just, sitting here staring at my tales of Aria sealed boxes. I'm like, that's gonna be sweet when I retire. I'm if just, I make it, I'm that. <laughs> I'm just that point too where I'm drunk. I'm drunk as well. I always reflect on life when I'm drunk. I do too, and it's to the point now where I get on them benders where I'm like. Fucking my religious because you know it's just like one of them things like what if what if we do die and it's just like well um Presbyterian was the right religion everybody yeah Presbyterian fuck you know so and I I work with the dudes uber Christian and he was like so you're not worried about what happens to you afterwards and I'm like I'm more worried about not doing shit I need to do while I'm here and I think the whole my whole thing with like death and dying is just the fact of I can't see my friends and my family anymore. Like, that sucks. I think aging is what bothers me, too, because I'm finally getting to the point where I'm starting to fucking realize my age. I've just went so hardcore for As far as, like, the whole point of life thing to me, um, to me, that doesn't bother me because I'm like, who, who, who is the most famous, most influential person on earth ever, good or bad? Who do you think it is? Jesus. Okay. Um, or well, I mean, literally, are you just talking about at least like, historically? Historically, he is like, or, or you think, or well, okay. There's you, some you want to talk about non-god or just non-religious, fucking, just fucking normal human. Yeah, like most influential of all time. Well, most people would probably be like, just out of normal, I don't know anything about it, they'd probably be like, well, Albert Einstein or somebody Or like Hitler. That. Or Hitler, yeah. Somebody, you, some profound you, historical figure. Right, yeah. So in 30,000 years, do you think they're going to be, be a blip on the radar? In 30,000 years, they are, everybody is going to be online and be like, if you didn't listen to Path NES Punk... So, kind of what I'm getting at you are here a lowly is, fuck rag. you got these great people, and I, and I mean great as in, like, the gargantuanness of their achievements. So, yeah. Hitler, I, I'm saying he's great here, not in, like, he was a good person, but, like, he did big things. Yeah, like, and he was a fucking Austrian, he like, changed, painter and audit, uh, artist, and he, he changed fucking history. He changed history more than me or I you. I mean, could, for the worse, but he yes. still changed history. More than me or you could ever dream of. Same with Einstein, same with any number of other people. These people we, who, who's, whose achievements we can never hope to, to compare to in, in notoriety or, 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 or being famous or whatever. So, to me, there is some relief in being insignificant. 
we are just fucking pieces of dust on the on a flea's ass on that's on the you know the cat that is history yeah so in that that sense that that's relieving like whatever we do does it matter no it don't fucking matter it ain't gonna matter for shit um what i think is hilarious if like it's the whole thought of People that do, you know, there's certain people in this life that drive themselves to excess mad, trying to change things and sway the rest of the future. I want to make a difference a thousand years from now. How fucking funny is it that those people that spend their whole life and then die doing that and an asteroid's probably going to hit in the next 500 years and wipe everything the fuck out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's true. Uh, I mean... That's cynical to think like that, but at the same time, it's being a cynical and being a realist kind of go hand in hand on a lot of shit. I mean, again, I'm going well, to go to back. Degree. I'm going to have to go back to a Watchman quote here. You know, when Ooh. when um, Dr. Manhattan looks to uh, Adrian Veidt and says, the world's smartest man poses no more threat to me than does its smartest termite. You can kind of think about that in a way that things matter to the universe. The most greatest influence of man on Earth is still just a speck of a speck of a dust on a moat of dust circling a, a star in an infinite, infinite ocean of blackness and nothingness. It don't fucking matter. And there's a lot of freedom in, in the fact that it doesn't fucking matter. Because... Because we aren't having to hold up some divine plan. We're not having to, you know, no, nothing relies on us any more than we want yeah. to. So that, in that sense, there is some freedom. Well, it's like how people are like, that deny this. That deny that, well, people that deny that we're the only thing to exist. Yeah. They're like, it would be, you know... Why just us? It's too much of a coincidence then. And I'm like, you do understand shit's endless, right? Yeah. It's a sea of coincidence. Yeah, it is. And I'm on both sides of that fence. I do. I think there is more than us. But those more than us aren't aware of us any more than we're aware of them. Oh, no. They're probably in the exact same state that we are. We are separated by a sea of infinity and we'll never meet. Kind of sucks. You don't think aliens will ever show up and be like, "Hey"? I mean, who can who can really? The say? only thing that would make it different is there's got to be some substances in the universe that make up shit that we don't have here. But you would think it's all in the same, right? Well, you you got to go back to basically the Drake equation and um, the probability you give to life. Uh, Coming to you through a biogenesis. Uh, how, how likely do you think life is to just arise on its own? I'm kind of on the the side of saying that life, like cellular life, like bacteria and stuff, is probably fairly common in this universe, but complex life is probably not. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if we look hard enough, you might find it on Mars, you might find it on Venus. And to a certain extent, I find that absolutely fucking horrifying. I'll get to that in a second. But um, I, I, we're I going think, with that. I think but. complex life is extraordinarily rare. Um, 
we've recently seen some things on Venus where we we think there or possibly might be plumes of microbes in the in the air that survive like being um in solely in the air they don't go down to where it's so hot and dense that they die they're kind of up in the upper atmosphere of venus so if that's true the horrifying part of that to me is if again there's there's another if here so it's a bit another big if two big ifs on top of each other it's not a good combo uh, that's a combo for being mistaken. So I fully cope yeah. out to that. That is probably bullshit. But okay, if there is life on like microbes on Venus that have evolved independently of Earth, then there should be life fucking everywhere in the universe. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't seen it is fucking horrifying. Because that means that like anything that gets smart enough to reach out fucking dies. Very quickly. Yeah. So either there's something killing it or they killed themselves. And that's frightening to think about. Just yes. the what the state of everything. Us yeah. and everything right now. Because we're on that cusp. Yeah. We're we're two ma- two minutes to midnight on that the, that uh doomsday, doomsday clock, clock to uh to blowing ourselves up. They said pl- like uh, it was like the week before last because you know you got all these tensions going on with which they've backed off since, but you got all the tensions with Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine and shit right now. And like they moved it up, it was like fucking thirty seconds or something. And they said we are as close to the doomsday clock. Like was it? Uh, what's the on the doomsday clock? What's the midnight? Call? Midnight is. Total annihilation from nuclear war. Total annihilation is is the nuclear midnight or whatever. Yes. Like, they said we are closer to that now than, like, it's Cold War fucking level right now. now. But I think that's bullshit, to be honest. Because too much money is at point. Oh, fuck it. There is nobody is stupid enough on this goddamn planet right now. To fucking, you know, that whole proverbial, well, if somebody presses the button, all the other world's nukes are going to go off at once. Mutually assured destruction. Nobody, nobody's stupid enough to do that shit right now. Well, I don't, I will never deem myself um, pompous enough to underestimate humanity's stupidity. Well, this is true, too. But I will never deem myself pompous enough to underestimate humanity's greed. And there's no... There is no money in that. Everything they do is a money-making thing. Like that shit with Russia and Ukraine right now. It's almost like calling a bluff because they've done all this shit and now they're backing off. All it is is showing the Ukraine, look, we would like to integrate your ass back into Russia. Yeah. And we're showing you what we're willing to do. But, you know, we could work something out. And that's exactly what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. It's like I ha- I work with a dude and he all week he's all well, I'm scared for my grandkids. This is going to end up being World War Three. I'm like, no, the fuck it isn't. No, there's too much I'm money like, on the line. World War Two wouldn't have been goddamn World War Two had Japanese not bombed Pearl fucking Harbor. Yeah, we were letting Germany do what the fuck that they was- want because they were just kind of like, yo, we're not getting involved in this shit. You blow our fucking shit up, and they're like, well, now we're forced to get fucking involved. Yeah, that was one of the biggest blunders in World War II. If, um, there's two sides of that blunder. If all of our naval force were, was in Hawaii... We did need to get involved at some point, though, because yes. if we wouldn't have, Nazi Germany would have done 
way more horrific shit than what they did. Yeah, I don't think it. W- I actually don't think it would have been as bad as what a lot of people think. I think Russia. It'd be getting over, but by, by the time we got involved with Germany, the Holocaust and all that shit. I mean, we that would have been none. It was. It was already getting close to being over with by yes. the time we got involved with their Pacific and, Theater, and the there would have been a second Holocaust with Japan and China. Yeah. Japan was fucking taking it to China like nothing else. That's something that's kind of overlooked a lot, dude. There's a there's a fucking video. I and I, I I'm just I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm yeah, saying this, injecting it because I seen this like a couple weeks ago, or maybe maybe like I don't fucking know. I've just seen it recently, and what it was is there's this fucking World War II vet. He's like ninety something. He's catching a lot of flack because he made the comment on this thing. People are like, well, Japanese people are not evil now. And he's like, I'm not saying they're evil now, but he he was saying, now, during World War II, they were some crazy... He didn't say evil. He was like, they were crazy and depraved motherfuckers. And he's yes. got this picture. And he said, this is a picture of Japanese soldiers with Chinese prisoners. And they're holding a dude up who's beheaded. And they're holding his body up. It looks like a dog bent over, but he ain't yeah. got a head and heads in there. He said they would take Chinese prisoners and take their fucking swords and there'd be like 10 of them and they would bend them over and be like, whoever can decapitate this motherfucker in one swipe is the best soldier in our regime. And they would fucking out there and just practice trying to cut people's heads off one by one. Japan invading China was one of those instances. And it's so weird. Japan's this big. China's this big. Well, it was one of those instances of like, a modern version of of Western civilization invading Native American civilization. Yeah, like, Japan was so much more advanced than China was. They rolled in there with tanks and shit versus their their horse drawn wagons. <laughs> yeah. Like it was no. We have machine guns. You have bamboo spears. It was no fucking contest, and, and that's why. Like every time I hear some one of these rednecks around here, and I, and I can't hate them for it too much. I mean, I hate everybody. But I understand where ignorance comes from. But they were like, oh, that person, they were Japanese, Chinese, whatever. And I was like, oh, I just want to choke them. Like, it's not the fucking same. And they would fucking They're, karate chop your throat off. Oh, dude. Like, mixing them one up. Of, I, I got a really good friend. One of my good close friends, man. He's like, he's str- he's Chinese. And like, you want to see him get pissed off? Say he's Japanese. Call him Japanese or tell him he's fucking Korean. He's like, no, I'm fucking Chinese. There's a difference. If there you is. want, and there is, and like without even being racist, there is a visual fucking difference uh, yeah. between Chinese, Japanese, and Korean people. Yeah. Like, and I get it. Like, it's the same thing as like one of my. Uh, I got a friend that I've worked with a lot, Jose. He's Guatemalan, and he said one thing that pisses me off more than anything is some motherfucker to call me a Mexican. Because he was like, technically, I'm Central American, you dickhole. You know? And yeah. I get that. Like. How I work with a girl that's uh, Vietnamese. And I, you can oh, see yeah. that. You definitely yeah. see a difference. And like, man, it's just. They. The Asian countries to each other were fucking just. Especially during that time period. They were fucking heinous. Yeah. Man, like. Well, they hated each other like the various, again, a lot of, um, there's a lot of this shit has been kind of politicized or politically corrected throughout history. 
A lot of the Native American tribes hated each other here. And differences. Well, yeah, uh, Cherokee and Creek didn't get along. Yeah. And fuck, yeah, dude, that's. And the differences between them to us stupid ass white people don't seem that much, but to them, the differences were not new. Well, and yeah. it's kind of the same way there. Well, it's the same way everywhere. There's yes. people that do shit differently, and people are not going to fucking get along because yeah. who are you to come in and say, well, you're doing it wrong, do it our way. Fuck you, we're doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Like, who's, you know. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I'm not your friend, guy. I'm not your buddy, friend. I'm not your buddy. Or guy, whatever. Canadians. Anyway, we're talking about dark. Turns. We've got a dark turn. Let's talk a little we more about the games because I've I've got to go cook dinner in a minute. You got to so go to Mickey the, D's. Don't lie. I'm not going to Mickey D's. You're going to Mickey D's. I'm not. I've got. I'm right you. I, I, I'm going to the same. I've got. I didn't. I can't goddamn afford meat anymore because I'm a fucking peasant. I don't have a real job like some of us do. You can afford fucking roach meat. You can, <laughs> you can afford crickets. Uh, <laughs> roach you can, meat. You've had me fucking disenchanted at roach you can, meat. You can afford fucking... Roach meat, Brandon. You want that for me? I'm just like, that's where the future of our generation is. Uh, yeah, bugs. Yeah, you can get fucking cricket bars online now. They're like, it's sustainable. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what was funny? They had a thousand cows on the planet in 1952. Or they had a thousand cows in one place in 1952. And there's still some bitch like, well, there's four billion crickets. (laughs) They've always been sustainable just as much as anything else. Like, you know, maybe. Oh, my. Yeah, you're right, though. It's like cricket protein. What kind of ass fuck? Do you know? Do you know anybody person that's like, oh, I feel great. I just ate a protein bar made out of crickets. <laughs> They're just like pumping a um, fucking dumbbell. Yeah. It's the same people who are all like, oh, I'm so much better than you. I'm a vegan. It's a religion. For <laughs> You're going to die anyways. Yeah, we're all going to die. <laughs> like, um, you got to ask yourself one question. All this shit about like living in fucking basically garbage cans. All I'm saying is I'm broke and inflation's real right yes, now. I can't fucking is. afford anything. That's what I was getting. At. I can't afford meat right now, other than Steakums. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Steakums is here and this and wants to sponsor us, I would fucking have that. Hell yeah. I've got you a box in my freezer, and I forgot to bring them. Now I bought two boxes. I'm going to bring you. I still appreciate it. You're going to fucking learn the way of a steak. I will. And by God, yes, I will. It is goddamn fantastic. Fucking tastic. But allow me to, to step in my Sorry. soapbox one more time before we get back to some some other shit. We're not. So you, you always hear this propaganda about like, oh, crickets are sustainable, and oh, we should all be living in fucking garbage cans or basically uh, shipping containers and stuff like that. Who, who in this world do you think that benefits? Does it benefit me or you? No. Or does it benefit the rich motherfuckers who can afford to buy entire cows and in mansions and shit? It makes their shit cheaper, don't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it sure Because does. you're not fucking buying their shit. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm not the, one of these retards who are convinced that the world's infinitely sustainable. But at the it's same not, time... But at the same time, you got to look at generational stability, too, for shit. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. Like, a whole generation as a group of people is only going to consume 
so much resource before it dies off and goes to the next one. Yeah. It's the same thing with fucking animals. Yeah. There's a plenty of animals born every day and there's plenty of animals that die every day. I see like, I mean there's certain animals. Yeah. I'm I had to tread lightly because somebody's gonna be pissed off. But you know, I there's I'm actually You're not gonna fucking go and kill and make a burger out of the fucking Great Pyrenees wool bat yes. that lives in fucking I'm actually, Nova Scotia and I, only shits once a year. You know, like I'm actually a big proponent and fan of the idea of lab grown meat. <sighs> it sounds gross. I'm but if you think about it logically, like they could grow a perfect steak. Well yeah. The exact I'm amount not of opposed to it. But it's, it's still gotta, weird. It's, it, in practice, though, it's got to be cheaper than the real thing. And I want it's a gotta stem be, cell steak right now. It's got to be as good or better than the real thing. That's oh, yeah. the two criteria it's got to meet. Now, if it meets those two, I'm, I will be buying it every day for the rest of my life. The what? If it, Live grown meat. Oh, if, yeah. If it, if it meets those two criteria, it's cheaper and it's as good or better than the real thing. Well, I mean, they can grow somebody a fucking ear. In a petri dish, why can't you grow a chicken breast? Yeah, why not? I just... It sounds gross, though. I'll well, I, I say, I'm like, what about the long-term things? And I'm like, as I swill my whiskey yeah. and smoke my vape. That's, that's um... <laughs> you know, like... Because most, most of the world's I mean, cr- crops now are, are uh, genetically modified GMOs. crops. GMOs. GMOs. And it drives me batshit crazy. All these hippies are like, did you know... That GMO corn has fish genes in it. What if you absorb some of them fish genes when you eat it, huh? I'm like, well, if that's how it works. What if you absorb corn genes? <laughs> I just imagine this horror movie. This dude eats this corn. He's a vegan. He wakes up and he's like, he just scratches and looks down. And there's a leaf sticking out of his skin. He's like, he oh just my god! Is up growing into a corn stalk. The 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 shitty logic in that is like all of you, all of vegetation that humans grow through food has already already been genetically modified through. Look breeding. at a fucking watermelon from back then and now. Yeah, watermelons had like spiral cores, like where the fucking sections of watermelon, like the actual reproducing meat. Yes. Which is what watermelon meat is. That's why there's seeds in the motherfucker. Yeah. It swirls off in like combine or like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like and concentrates in fucking areas of watermelon. Yeah. Like, literally anything we eat has been genetically modified through selective breeding at the least. Um, it ain't and, no and, different than taking two types of tomatoes and breeding together to exactly. make another type of tomato. Exactly. You're genetically um, modifying shit. To, to say that we're likely to absorb genes that we eat is an absolutely invalid argument because literally everything we eat is subject to that and we have modified literally everything we fucking eat. So what's... Th- What's the difference between absorbing fish genes and tomato genes? Well, it's just, I mean, that, that shit's all verbal tact on shit. Yeah. It's like the gluten-free shit. Yeah. There is a very, and I'm talking very. 0.01%. Very minuscule amount of fucking people that actually has gluten allergies. Yeah, celiac disease. It's the same goddamn thing as fucking whatever makeup company is popular, like Revlon. Age-defying cream 
the newest cream to make you age less. And I'm like, you've been saying the same goddamn thing for yeah. 40 fucking years. It's a salve you rub on your face. How many plants can you fit in? I love those commercials. Like, like We revitalize your hair follicles. You and then it shows like peels absorbing into hair. But that's not how it works. Hair's dead. There's nothing alive about hair. All you're doing is greasing it up so it feels smooth. <laughs> yeah. That is all you're fucking doing. That's just like, they need to do a commercial where it's a can of spray paint. And it just shows it shooting them little pills out. And it's like, formulated to make your hair appear. And it's just some dude spray painting his fucking head. It's just, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's like the fucking, same fucking thing though and all that shit. It looks like Bob Ross putting on a happy little afro on him or something. They're taking a fucking <laughs> recipe of salve they had mixed up in 1958, and we're like, well, we haven't used this since 1958. It's 2022. It's revitalized and yeah. new for you. Like, no, it ain't. It's the same yep. fucking shit. I just... I hate everything and everybody. I do, too. Consumerism's like, everything's ruining everything. It don't matter what it is. It's just like, everything sucks. We're literally in, we're in a weird fucking period for shit right now, for real. Yeah. You know all that shit your parents heard that your parents before your grandparents talking about. They're like they were saying it was dark times. We're we're in that again, dude. For real, to a certain extent, yeah. Um, I know. You know, you're still you're not a patriot. No, but you know what I mean. Like you still kind of give a fuck about our situation because this is the hand we're dealt. Yeah. Well, like, I'll, put it, take, I'll put it, it this way. That I have a lot of problems with this country, but I can't think of another country I'd rather live well, in. Well, yeah, exactly. Dude, we, we have it the best. Yeah, we won the lottery. I got lottery. into it or had a fucking skirmish about a month ago because somebody, I'm not going to name no names, they just made a very fucking offensive post to me. And I don't get offended a lot at all, but I'm just... and. Let me let me validate the reason I got offended. Yes, I hate saying it like that. All it was was this dude I know that posted this shit. He he's I guess like he flips back and forth between sexualities. That's cool, whatever. He wears dresses and shit on occasion, and you know whatever. Whatever. I don't care. And my, my whole deal with that is like he posted a picture of him with the dress and he's like breaking trends. And I'm like, motherfucker, Kurt Cobain did the same shit 30 years ago. Yeah. He was breaking trends too. Don't so, tout yourself for doing something that somebody's done ages for you. That's my whole deal with it. It's like, Eddie is don't act like that forever. You're, you're not a fucking trendsetter at yeah. all. You're, you're following a trend. And that's cool. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a trend. If that's how you feel, all Why? means doing you can't see. I can't fucking say anything. Somebody's everything I've said is pissing uh, somebody off. We're canceled already. Fuck him. But well, here's my deal. Like he he does that shit, and then he posted a thing that was showing two chicks making out and a dude in a dress lighting an American flag on fire, and he just said more of this shit needs to be happening. And I was like, here's my deal about if you're, if you're one of these little fucking anti-American motherfuckers, here's the deal about that. You can be anti-American values, but at the same time, you're American. You fucking live here. You want to wear a dress and be a boy? That's cool. Not a problem. 
Go to a Middle Eastern country and do that shit and see what the go, fuck go happens to you. Go to Syria and try that shit there. They will stone your ass to fucking death they will throw in the goddamn acid street. in your face and laugh. Fuck you. you. Fucking like, you want to talk about how shitty America is? Fuck you, dude. It is a shithole. It is a collective shithole, but it's not that big of a shithole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. we. Um, the people living in this country is what makes it a shithole, not the country itself. It's a lot of it's sour grapes syndrome like yeah we got it this good but like you're gonna bitch about living in america come the fuck on yeah like come the fuck on people I, have fucking sirens set up because it's a normal thing to get bombing raids every goddamn yeah. week i feel like a complete douchebag for going back to yet another um movie quote we're patriotic brandon i mean i've been quoting watchmen this whole time now i gotta go back to the matrix let's the original this matrix. and talk something about yeah. Something else. So, you know, the original Matrix, I don't remember the actual quotes, but Smith, Agent Smith's talking to Morpheus. He's like, you know, the original Matrix was perfect. There was no problems for humanity, but the human brain couldn't live without problems. Yeah. The human brain needs misery. The human brain has to have problems. I think we've kind of been so long without real Dude, problems. There's been, we're inventing problems. There's not been a more true statement said because I am such a miserable motherfucker in my own life. Sometimes when things are going good, I feel fucking weird. Yeah. There's not some sort of chaos there. there. I've been there. That's my whole life, dude. And it's still like that. Like, I mean, I have a lot of chaos going on in my life. My dad's sick. Everything else is going to shit right now. I get it. Like, it drives me nuts. There's, no there's something primal about the human brain that needs misery. Yeah. But at the same time, like, well, like music. I don't operate writing music very well when I'm happy. When I'm yeah. upset, when I write my best material, I feel it's yeah, just like I you see know, that. Um, and that's not every musician, but that's that's a lot that, of it. That's how I one of my it. one of my favorite songs um, by Megadeth uh, in my darkest hour. It was even it was Very inspired. Nice. It was inspired by Cliff Burton's death. Dave Mustaine said, "I heard the news about Cliff Burton, and I just sat down and wrote this in one you know one little sat down session." What song was not even about like the death of Cliff Burton? Is just that that despair. Yeah, and, and sadness inspired the song, and it's a damn good song. Like, so, yeah, definitely get that. That's like um, one of my good friends. Like a couple years after high school, died Nathan Kilgo, mm-hmm. and like I sat down in the band I was in, Ghost Wolves. I just I I come back from his funeral in Tennessee and just sat down, and that shit just flows out, and yeah. it does that shit for a reason, you know. And I think a lot of it now is like the culture too. A lot of it is the culture is like being depressed is cool. Now it is cool now, and that yeah. that sucks. Yeah, like for somebody that because and I've said this on here before, but like for example, I've got an ex girlfriend that still posts now about how sad she is and bewithered and all this shit. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's almost a fucking sad thing that the fact that depression is cool. Yeah. In the sense of, like, you want to look at what the girl I used to date that says that. I just want to, like, bitch, you need a real mental illness. And yeah. then you can fucking yeah. tell me about how how awesome this shit is. Like, Yeah. 
Um, Attention getting mental illness to me is a mental illness, but it's not as fucking severe as like, as, I don't know if I want to fucking wake up tomorrow kind of deal. I, I, like, you stole the words out of my mouth. It's not as like how every day I wake up and I curse God for waking me up again. Because, <laughs> I mean, like we said earlier, Ivan Rotman, we do the, we died peacefully in his sleep. Lucky bastard. Yeah. I mean, that's how we all want to go. I think that's a myth. I think it's a myth. I don't think anybody dies peacefully in their sleep unless they won the lottery. You've got that last second of going out, kicking and screaming. you got to. We all fucking die screaming, man. We all die alone and screaming. I'm sorry. That's the way. That's life. That's it. For that's, a, that's what the universe Maybe has. that's where the fear comes from, you know, because just knowing that, that this we're, is how it's going to happen. We're all so- There is nobody you love that's going to die the exact moment you do. You're going into this shit by yourself. No, we're all sold this lie that our deaths are going to be meaningful or we're going to be surrounded by loving family. No, even if you're in a room full of nurses and doctors, you're still alone. None of the people know you or really this care about job. you. This it's their, their job. job. They do this three, four times a day. Like, this isn't nothing special for them. And is I hate to be that heartless about it, but it's the truth. you got to kind of callous yourself in that field. Well, yeah, because like, you're going to think that in your last moments if you're in realization of what's happening. Even know. if you're in that room full of strangers, you die alone and screaming. The best thing <laughs> you can do is like go out not knowing what happened, you know? Yeah. That's the best. You know, I've, like watching I've, I've my grandpa, saying, like, that fucking killed me. Seeing yeah, my man. grandpa died, that fucking ruined my ass. But at the same time, like, at least he was fucking unconscious, you know, yeah. like. I've been saying for years now, like, when I get to a certain point, I'm going to load myself in a cannon and fire myself into the sun. Fuck yes. That is... Or at least, like, into a brick wall in, like, in front of kids or something. I'm going, if I just know it's over and my frail body gets put into, I'm going to get two pieces of plexiglass with a crank. And I'm just going to stand between it and let somebody crank it until I look at somebody and just go. <laughs> and just pop <laughs> like Hell the yeah. new Jackass movie that happens at the beginning. Johnny Knoxville gets pressed against glass and just goes. <laughs> It just flattens into a Christian over it. Fuck yeah. Oh, God. That kind of reminds... I don't even know if I can legally talk about this, but... Um, oh. I will try to make it in the Vegas terms possible. This is something that happened There's to you. There's um, some orders, some vague orders on a patient who was involved in a skydiving accident. Oh, um, it's uh, Somewhere in America. I know, I know you're... Yeah. Somewhere in America... So, um, I got told this, I'm like, did, and they said, well, EMS and, and the firefighters got out there, you know, real soon after it happened, like, did they carry the giant spatula? Like, <laughs> actually, it wasn't that bad, but still, like, that was my thought, like, <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I think about when you skydive and a parachute don't open. Splat. <laughs> yeah. But. It wasn't quite the situation. Let me ask you, I, I, was, it, was it a situation where one come down and went into another? Possibly. Okay. I don't know if I can yeah, go any more details. Uh, I just, I, I'm just judging from what I heard off of. 
heard of on the yeah on yeah. the news. I don't know any more details on that legally. <laughs> Man, <laughs> sucks be you nerd. Okay, so out of the swath of darkness, before we have to go, let's talk about some video game shit. We need to get this off because it does kind of tie to us yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so the fucking Intellivision Amico? Amico. Hey, That's Amico. something we've talked about a couple times for it. And it was just like, we've man, made- if they could fucking nail that, that'd be really cool. But we've also made many an analogy to ColecoVision. To a, to a Coleco Chameleon. A Chameleon. A.K.A. Retro, retro VGS. Yes. Okay. So this past week, fucking Tommy Tallarico, who is like a fucking big figure in video games, does a bunch of the fucking music for a bunch of the games you love. And also has probably the fakest sounding name of all time. Yeah, Tommy Tallarico. This is the the biggest stage name you could think of. Like fucking Jerry Grundle. McGrundle. Jerry McGrundle. I want to hear that song right now. (laughs) Like, I really do. But anyways, this cat was CEO of the company. And, uh, you know, very big wig video game guy. And the whole reason we got interested in that fucking thing is they were supposed to be doing Earthworm Jim exclusive for it. So, uh, last week, I think, um, he stepped down as CEO. And they appointed this dude named Phil Adam or something. That's probably wrong. I'm drunk. Anyways, I appointed this dude CEO and I heard this. I had, uh, I had somebody send me a video talking about it, but beforehand I'd heard and I'm like, Phil Adam, where's his name come from? Couldn't remember it. Watch this video. So Tommy Tallarico steps down as CEO they're reportedly from everybody like eight million dollars in debt. Let me ref- let me say that again: million. eight million dollars in debt. Supposedly, he steps down as CEO, and lo and behold, this dude Phil Adam. I think that's wrong. I'm saying the wrong name. But that sounds right because it's two first names. Yeah, you can't trust yeah. those. I think it. I think it's like Phil Tyler. Adam. Tyler. If it ain't Phil Adam, it's something like that. It's Phil something. Anyways. Never trust This motherfucker got appointed as CEO. Guess what? He was, he was the chief financial officer, and he got moved up CEO. Guess what the fuck else he was the financial officer of? Retro VGS. Yes, sir, indeed. The same fucking shit that so went on with the Coleco Command is going on right fucking now. They're doing another fucking crowdfunder for this shit. So dude. basically, they just went out there and be like, yeah, our new CEO is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who, for some you. reason, was, for some weird reason, was a good guy in all those TV shows. Speaking of Scrooge McDuck, before we leave, you got to watch the trailer. They have a movie on Disney and theaters coming out. Of Chippendale Rescue Rangers coming out. Oh. I'm not opposed. I watched this trailer and I'm like, this is fucking great. 
because it's meta. They're like, Chippendale Rescue Rangers was a great cartoon in 1990. What happened in 1992? And it's all about them falling from grace. And it shows one chip is animated. Dale is computer animated. And he's like, why do you look like that? And he's like, I had that CGI surgery. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking great. God, please tell me Monterey Jack still wants some. He is. There's a thing on the train. He's like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just drawn to cheese. And this dude walks by yes. cheese, and you just see his animated body be like, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. It kicks ass. I'm like, I'm like thinking this is going to be good. But anyways. Yeah. The Intellivision's going to suck. I didn't see how it could possibly succeed with just with the controllers. Well, the alone. whole deal was like it was going to be cheap. That was what they were promising. They were like the console is going to be two hundred bucks, and the which fucking, isn't cheap. And, and, I mean, not at all. Well, I guess in today's money, it is. Yeah, to other consoles, and I, they were like, it's going to be one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, and games are five to ten dollars a piece. Three hundred and fifty dollars now. For the price. And I'm like, that's more than a goddamn Xbox Series X. Yeah. And that's almost as much as a digital PS5. Like, that is the price of current gen shit. Yeah. The- you can get a fucking Nintendo OLED, which ain't really like an update other no. than the screen, but still it's 350 yeah. for like the newest model of Switch. You know? The um the bullshit touchscreen controllers to me were like the most gimmick. There's some that that has got to be the biggest red flag of these like scam consoles now is how the creators or developers or whatever get stuck like married to these bullshit concepts like Mike Kennedy with the um, FPGA processor now this with those touchscreen controllers like is they've come it's, out and said somebody said all those touchscreen controllers they were using were were fucking Microsoft Zunes. Reappropriate figures, yeah, and it makes sense, yeah. Like, um, touchscreen sucks for gaming. There's a reason why one person, why do you have a USB controller for your cell phone? There's there's a reason why cell phone gaming is considered the bottom of the barrel. Touchscreen controls suck, they're convenient at best, they are awful at worst. Um, touchscreen Here's controls. my deal. Not good. I got friends on and Facebook. And they're expensive to produce. If I get on, if my friends on Facebook, they game, game exclusively on their cell phone. They also have crippling crystal meth addictions. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm being a fucking dickhole, but I'm being the truth. Let me, uh, they go really out, do. Let me go out on a limb here and be sexist. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm going to be sexist and get canceled. Why? Because women rule. Women do rule. So, um, <coughs> women are now the largest majority of gamers. You know what that also coincided with? Cell phone gaming. Yeah, because they can get on a cell phone game that don't mean shit and do it on Twitch and pull their tits out. Well, everybody's like, here's $1,000! It's also the fact that, like, um, Candy Crush is considered a game. It's not. If Farmville is considered a game, is Pokemon Snap considered a game? Or yes. not Pokemon Snap? Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Damn it. Um. Yeah. They. Um. Yeah. That's that. Sorry, ladies, but that's kind of the truth. Hey, I'm all about a lady gamer. I mean, yeah. And you're about the holy girl there. 
Yeah. That's like the, yeah, 100%. Wait a minute. She puts up your shit. She plays the video games. She's got rocking tits. Jesus. I ain't got enough dick or enough money for that, so. <laughs> Hannah, learn to play video games. This saying. Yeah, I know. It's. But at the same time, are we the most prized? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. That's what I'm saying is I ain't got enough money or We're enough bottom money. of the bar. Like, yeah, I get it. You got to be owning like a goddamn sky rise. To, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Why well, can't play Pac-Man all day? <laughs> you know, that don't happen very often. No, no. Uh, unless unless you're like, I also have a 12-inch dome. Okay. Well, like, everybody knows. Let's be real here. If you had a fucking 11, 12-inch dick, you wouldn't be fucking working in a textile mill. You wouldn't be working in a hospital. No, you'd be working <laughs> you'd be on working camera. in a hostel in front of me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, if my dick was built like, you just... You know, like a baby's arm. <laughs> Holding an apple. Fuck yeah. Dude, I'd be like... Dude, I'd be like... i get turned on looking at pictures of my dick. Just film Give me a fucking hundred thousand dollars. There's ladies who print out pictures of my dick and finger themselves with it. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Yeah. I mean, it's completely unbelievable. <laughs> I like this. This lady peering out a picture of my dick and she puked and clit her. She just slit her wrists. <laughs> she flicked her clit and then killed herself. <laughs> There's the name of the episode. <laughs> flicked clit and killed myself. Her. She flicked her clit and killed herself. That or Jerry McGrundle. Jerry, I, I've kind of taken to naming them after the um, Jerry, skits. I like that. Cause, cause it makes it easier to find. Cause more than often than not, I'm trying to find a skit to show somebody. Dude, I, dude, honestly, one of the things I show people more than anything, I'm like, you gotta listen to this funny shit we come up with this week. I think we need to do two things, and the listeners that listen to this can can judge us on. It. I want to do a super episode, like via YouTube Live. I just want to hook up a camera and just have us getting drunk and talking shit. And just do a like two two hour super episode. But I also think it would be badass if we just do an episode at some point that's just all fantasy. You know, like maybe we need to do it like a dramatization of something. Yeah. <laughs> we we definitely do for another um cinema montage. Stuff. This is around, what, episode 98 or so we did the montage of the skits? Oh, fuck yes. The... Yeah. Th- oh, that was We're one about of the greatest. Yeah. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Our skits is like... That's shit that warms my heart because yeah. that's us at our worst. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. It's cathartic. It is, man. And it's, it just cracks me up. Like, our whole idea was... A brand tonight, and I'm not gonna say it because we'll end up using it. But we had an idea for a 
good type of food you need. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it turned into a, a sitcom about a goddamn child molester. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were trying to think of a spokesman. I was like, what's the most kitty diddler name you can think of? We're, here, we're spitballing names back and forth. And we finally settled on Jerry McGrundle. <laughs> Jerry McGrundle. And like, I think all it started is I was like... I like you said, said some sort about, of jingle about the uh, world's most fashionable sexual predator. Like, He's the world's most fashionable sexual predator, it Jerry is- McGrundle. And then we found some knockoff nine hundred two one zero theme, and like, I it's stuck in my head now. Like, yeah. I kind of wish it was finished because I want to listen to it before I go home. It's gonna be amazing, Jerry McGrundle, McGrundle. Fucking yeah, Trans Am. <laughs> so, this will be obligatory. Uh, God damn, I'm yeah, drunk. You have put a heart on that bottle while turkey. You sure I? you're good to go? Yeah, thank you. Um, now will be the segment, though, um, where we play some music. Yeah, insert music here. Now.
Oh man, that was such a good song. That was great. That was no- such a good, the best song ever. The only song I ever heard that was better than that was a. Uh, I would do anything for love. I mean, my favorite part was where I went. I like that solo thing. Yeah, that was pretty great. So uh, that was a track from Good Game. Favorite song on Good Game. Um, Post edit will be fixed. It's all good. Yep. <laughs> hey, we done told you this shit's fucked up, so what we had to do is insert music there. Yeah. We don't know if it was good or not, but we're going to tell you it was, and you don't know because we're lying. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> we getting paid for this. Fuck you. I'm drunk. I feel like uh, you did last episode. Yeah. I, I, you know, is it really a good old gamers episode, though, if somebody ain't drunk? Dude, I've been on the sauce lately. Because I went through such a, a long stint of no days off, and then now I finally got days off, which is about to come to an abrupt end. But um, yeah, I've been I've been pounding the liquor. You know what my deal is, man. I'm What's just that? I, I'm being hundred percent honest. I'm just I'm fucking depressed, man. I hear you. I like I fucking I'm not. You gonna know what say makes me happy I'm though? Not, What's this, that? That Godzilla. Mode? This this giant mound of coagulated gravy and shit. Named Hedora. That feels like me. That's Hedora. That is Hedora. He is the pollution kaiju. I he feel is a like smog it. monster. He is a coagulated mound of bullshit. It feels like my heart. Yes. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I'm just so fucking disenfranchised with everything right now. I don't know how I haven't put a piss in my mouth yet. I know it. <laughs> Oh, when I say that, the funniest says is don't get down and out. Because well, I'll be here for the next episode. Because bullets are too fucking expensive. That's why. Fuck yeah, they <laughs> are. You seen the price ammo lately? We get you like if you want if you do want to kill yourself, you have got to go to some medieval method now. You got it. buy ropes. Fucking expensive. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You need at least fucking eighteen feet to hang yourself, yeah. and it is fucking expensive. Yeah, I think the best way now is probably down on a gallon of Drano. Razor who blaze, wants to go where like that? Well, razor blades are still uber cheap, but, but they're I iffy. Not, they're iffy. Though. I'm not slip my wrist. It's a gamble. I'm not slip my wrist. Period. That freaks me out. It, it, it's a gamble. And look, look. Because here's is, the thing: this is coming from a guy who may actually kill himself eventually. <sighs> but Same here. Th- this is coming from it. I and I'm not advocating suicide, but I'm not dem- damning it either. I'm just saying I couldn't cut my wrist. That freaks me the fuck out. Wrist well, cutting I've fucking just, weird. I've seen me it out. go wrong too many times. Free bleeding freaks me out. I want something that's just like you're dead. Yeah. Like, I want um, that fucking, I don't want to put the shotgun to my head on my face. The, the Slossberg? I don't want to put that Slossberg shit on my family, but at the same time, I don't want, it needs to be theatrical. Well, I, I think you need to, like, behead yourself in public square with, like, a yes, guillotine. Or, yeah. You need to, like you said, shoot yourself out of a cannon. Just make sure the cannon's got spikes that shoot in your guts and. Make them fling air about That's something horrific. Because, yeah, like, there's many days where I feel like I need to leave this mortal coil, but I, by God, I'm not doing it quietly. I will not go gently well, into so, that dark so night. So what about, since we're just in 
darkness, like always. What about carbon monoxide poisoning? That's too. That's too pussified. Is it? I'm a. I can be a pussy when I want to be. Like that's okay. To me, I gotta go out in a flash, man. I mean, if it's between that and like dying with shit in my pants, I'd probably take the carbon monoxide. But like, if I had a choice, but like tonight you're you're gonna die one way or another. I'm like, load me up in a cannon, gather all the kids in the na- shoot me into people. Load, get all the kids in the neighborhood around, tell them we're putting on a magic show, and fire them into a brick wall. Could you Put on like Gallagher tarp on them. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> some guy being so depressed? He is like wanting to die, and he finds a guy to help him with suicide. He's like, "We're gonna wait till the winter ball, and we're gonna go. And when there's about 130 people in the middle of the winter ball king selection, you're gonna shoot me like a bullet into the crowd. <laughs> Instead of like killing people with a gun, they just literally take a cannon and shoot a person into a crowd of people. It's like, well, um." Fourteen people were killed. Like, <laughs> yeah, fourteen were people were killed by a human bullet. <laughs> like, so I don't know. God damn, we get dark, but amazing. I hate life. <laughs> I do too, but I love hating life. Does that make I any love sense? Li- I, yeah, I love life, but hate, I love to hate one life. Of my favorite but, lines from Slayers: I "Hate hills." You should try it sometime. Hey, man. What's brought us together since the, since the very beginning? Hatred. And <laughs> we have loved well, hating on people. Well, like, <laughs> hatred, but, like, comedy. Yeah. Like, the funniness and the absurd. Yeah. That is what has brought me and you together for this entire life. Like, we've known each other. I've known you. It's weird to think about. Outside of my family members, I have literally known you longer than any other fucking person yeah. I've known on this planet. Yeah. We like, are, even certain family members like Alex and shit like that. Yeah. We were bros before his Technically, time. technically, you want to get real fucking weird? I've known you as long as I've known my actual brother. I remember that. I remember you coming to, to first grade beaming in pride. I got a little brother now. I'm telling you, dude. Like, and I'm like, well, I'll just be a uh, Bart versus the world. <laughs> How about that? Fuck <laughs> you. But you know, we've known each other that long, and like when I, you know, if anybody says anything, I, I do. I, like I feel your family at this point. Yeah, man, you too. We are fucking brothers. Like, and when you get down to it, like it's just so fucking. God damn, I'm drunk and I forgot where I was going with this, but it was somewhere positive. Something about we just talked about mortality, death, die. Oh, comedy. Yeah. Like, since we were fucking kids, it's always been able to find the fucking humorous and the absurd. And that's, I think, why we've started this thing and why we continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, I've said it before. We laugh about awful shit so we, so we don't cry about awful shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's easy to get mixed up in shit not being good. But there's a certain thing about being able to get together and just be like, the world is a fucking shithole and it don't matter anyways. That makes things a lot better. Yeah, it does. And even though we get in her tides of darkness and shit, like... Kind of... 
Again, we're human. I feel like a total dweeb going back to another fucking Watchmen quote. God damn! Again, yeah. again, that 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 movie and in the comic. Hey, Watchmen's awesome. fucking great, man. Yeah. Dude, literally, the Watchmen comic before it's the amazing. movie came out, they taught there were college thesis classes yes. that were taught around that shit. That and it's funny is is. You know, when I remember Alan Moore watching, was one of the greatest comic writers. Of I remember all watching The time, Watchmen dude. when the comic was fresh in my mind. I was like, "This movie kind of sucked." Watching it again when the comic is not fresh in my mind, I was like, "This is a pretty good movie." It's very relevant to shit yeah, going on is. too, man. But one quote, and it's pretty much direct from the comic and the movie. Rorschach's talking about this this joke. Her great great joke once. Man goes to the doctor. Says doctor, I'm suffering from inescapable depression. Uh, life seems seems meaningless, pointless. There's no point in waking up in the morning. Doctor says, "Oh, simple cure. Great clown Pagliacci's in town. Go see Pagliacci. Make things better. Cheer you right up." The man bursts into tears. But doctor, I am Pagliacci. Drum roll, curtains. Good joke. That that's us. Yeah, dude. That's like that's heavy. Yeah, like that's almost like tear inducing because you're just that's like, it's gut wrenching. Yes, dude, like, like that hits me so hard. It, it I is, dude. Like, this- I almost, dude. I almost teared up with that quote a little bit because that's just like that's one of those things you're just like, fuck. If the worst is happening to the people that's deemed for us, like what the fuck's gonna happen to the rest of us? Yeah. Like, there's a reason all the greatest comics are like died depressed and alone and of suicide or something. Well, it's weird you talk about that or say it like that because just yesterday I was there's an old dude I work with, and he's an awesome dude, but he's, he's super knowledgeable. shit, And he was talking about Robin Williams, and he was like, It's just odd how the the people that are the funniest and put forth the most joy are the most tormented ones. I'm like, Dude, that's the that's the struggle of being an artist. Yeah. But most of the... And I, I feel like that, I guess, because I've been in music and I do shit to put, put shit out there. But it's like the people that are willing to put their fucking true intentions and shit about things out there. You're The people that are willing to bear it, like, those are the most broken fucking people. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a kind of a combination of t- a few different things. One is having having just having seen some shit in your life. Counts for a lot. Oh, yeah. And anyone who's grown up in the country has seen some shit. I mean, even if it's as basic as watching chickens get butchered, it imprints a young mind. Well, yeah, that or, you know, you got parents that are dicks, too. Yes. It's just anything, man. Like, that shit adds up after yeah. a while. Um, and, then, and, I mean, I'm not saying everybody everywhere, because if you're born in fucking South Chicago up north, You've, you've got it fucking rough, and you've seen yeah. shit, but different kind of it, shit. It's but you've same, seen shit. It's same part, like you just. And then it's also the other half of the equation. I think is having the intelligence to kind of see a little bit past the veil of day to day bullshit. Being able to see past the, the the latest news outrage, seeing past the you know whatever is going on, and seeing the absurdity of all of it and the pointlessness of it all it's just kind of like eh. well people choose to get upset about the most 
I understand somebody getting upset about something that you need to get upset over, but but like the shit now, like, can you believe Kanye West was saying shit about the guy that's dating his ex wife now? It's like, why are you worried yeah, about he that? And you know, we, we probably come off as very right leaning on this podcast because we're very anti like woke or whatever. I know, but at we, the same time, but but you look at how many people, how many people on the right side got their panties in twists. The green M M's not sexy anymore. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's no candy. shit. Well, you're exactly the same as the my people whole you're deal ripping with on. With existence, on on period. Do what the fuck you want to do and don't be a dick about it. Yeah, that that is my statement. As long as it ain't like I'm not saying go rape children. Be a Jerry McGrundle. I'm not saying that shit, but I'm just saying. Like, you know, the golden rule. Use the golden rule, for example. That applies to Christianity. That applies to non-Christianity. If you don't want people to be a dick to you, don't be a dick to them. Yeah. And just realize, certain people are fucking bad. Certain people are good. Shit just works weird for weird ways. Just don't make the situation worse. Yeah, how about not have knee-jerk reactions to fucking everything? Yeah, like, stop like, getting offended. Yeah. The whole reason comedy exists is for the the fact of, oh, life is a fucking drag. Let's fucking laugh about something. To it me, don't matter what you do. don't matter what you're aligned with. At some point, life's going to be a fucking butthole. And to me, comedy is like the only form of communication that crosses political barriers. Well, fuck yeah. If you can make somebody laugh, you got them in your pocket. Yeah. Period. It don't matter what it is. Yeah. You know, like, the Christian can walk up to the atheist and be like, you know, crack it. It don't matter. Crack a joke. The mm-hmm. fucking... It's just like that. Like, some of the funniest things I've ever been told is just like... You know, for example, like, I, I work with a pretty... Well, I work with a black dude, just pretty nonchalant, like straightforward black dude. He'll say shit that nobody else on the planet can get away with saying, but it's, he's not saying it in like a weird context. He's just saying it like a normal person would be. I'm like, well, I can't say it because I would get in trouble. But the way you say it, it's true. You know, I I don't know how to explain him. I'm, I'm drunk as shit. But you know what I mean, like he he's hitting at a truth that like is socially unacceptable just, for you to hit at. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's just the truth. Like people are just fucking weird about shit. Yeah. If you would stop looking looking at the only people that see shit as barriers is people that fucking think there are barriers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't we, see it. Somewhat, it don't matter what fucking color you are. It don't matter what the fuck you're doing. You got the same goddamn chemical makeup as anything else on this planet, and we're all in one big fucking Petri dish. We're all made from the same shit. So what the fuck does the matter? We're all human in this motherfucker. Yeah. Nobody on this goddamn planet asked to be here. We're all in it together, kind of. We, we all in today's society spend so much time trying to demonize, demonize each other. And we're missing the fucking the ultimate truth is we're all fucking demons. We're all horrible fucking monsters. The thing that kind of, I think, drives me the nuts 
Or drives me the nuts. <laughs> the nuts. Drives me nuts more than anything is a lot of the people that fucking argue and preach about division and breaking up shit is the people that want that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're not fucking bitching and just lashing out in your whole life's goal against division is because you're wanting shit to divide. Yeah. Yeah, the sooner you accept that we're all awful people, we're all demons, we're all monsters. We're all fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Um, we're all a big old pile of shit on a fucking clean diaper of an earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even that clean anymore. No, it ain't. It's just a big old pre-rent shit stain. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. I'm sure we went some tangents. Again, there's like. there's a point in there for someone more cogent and sober than us. Yeah, uh, I'm. That just, goes back to Pagliacci. <laughs> it does. Pagliacci. Like you, we're going to end this on a somber note tonight, since we've got drunk and went into weird. We've talked about video games more yeah. so than anything. Lots of pinball, some video games. But here's the thing. Train suplexing. Everybody just needs to stop hating everybody. And I, I don't want to sound like a jerk off. I say it. I, I say it different. Everybody, you say it. everybody, you should hate everybody, but hate everybody equally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you hold everybody else in your life in some amount of disgust and try to improve upon yourself in regards to them. Like, man, I hate the way they do that. I'm going to do better than that. And if we all hate our, them and ourselves, we'll all be better people. <laughs> hey, dude, honestly, for real. Before hating anybody else, hate yourself and figure yes. out why you do that. Look in the mirror and be like, I fucking hate you. Son of a bitch. It's kind of the truth. Yeah, it is. I mean, outward hate starts with inward hate. Yeah. And let's... Maybe we should stop doing that. Or maybe you should... Okay. Start with inward hate. If you're going to fucking hate something, hate your fucking self before hating anything else. Yeah. Because it's Look your inward. fault that you hate everything else. So yeah. hate yourself for it. I say that as a as a true curmudgeon, professional hater of everything. That's good. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs>